0: All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. How all things work together for good. And you're going to love it. I pray that you were watching yesterday when I talked about the one moment that will cancel all of life's sufferings and pain. That's when we're going to see the Lord. Remember the the song, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrows will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Christ. I love it. And thank you for being with me today and thank you for being my family and wonderful Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you're about to show us again, to you be all the praise. And the people of God said, Amen. So yesterday I talked to you about these problems we have are like, just light afflictions that will soon go away. And today I wanna to talk about, from the same chapter, because I talked about Romans eight eighteen Today I wanna to talk about Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that all things work together for good, to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now I pray this will bless you like it did yesterday. So, think about how many of us have received strength from this wonderful promise. Think about the comfort that we've received just times when you don't know why things are, are happening. And you say, okay, you know what? I believe it will work for my good and it always does. So in the middle of trials, persecutions, this promise is like a mighty rock under our life, isn't it? Now sometimes to our natural eye, our natural sight, it seems that things are not working for our good. It seems that things are gonna hurt us. They're working for our harm, against our good. But this is where, where faith comes in. This is what we have to believe. No, 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 I won't accept that. I won't accept it because the Bible says all things work. So God is always working. I've, I've got an amen corner here, by the way, named Jackson and over there, Lucas taping. Right, guys? Amen. Say amen. 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 So God, <laughs> see I love it when these guys are here. God is making all work. Good for us. Everything he's doing behind the scenes, it's working for our good. Because only he can. And only he does. So you may be going through a severe storm right now. You may be wondering why it's happening. But God Almighty is on his throne right now. Calmly working.
1: In perfect calmness,
0: (laughs) the master of the universe is working all things for your good. I think about Jacob when he thought his world was falling apart. He said, you know, Joseph is gone and Simeon is gone. I'm about to go to my grave. But it was working for his good because Joseph wasn't gone and Simeon wasn't gone. But you see that bad moment he had when we read in the Bible in Genesis how he was so discouraged. He he thought his life was coming to an end. He said, Joseph is dead and Simeon is in prison and I am forsaken of my children and I'm in. He saw, like we all do, that it's not working right, is it? But behind the scenes, here's God sitting calmly, joyfully in heaven, working it out for your good. Somebody needs this message today. Somebody needs this. You know Ephesians 1, verse 11. I love that verse. Oh, Lord, I pray you will bless your people today with this message. And the people said, Amen. So it says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. And his will back then was that Joseph would be in Egypt preparing Literally, the way for his father and his family to have a long good life and not perish by the famine. But Joseph, you know, when he went down to Egypt, things didn't go well at first. He thought things were going to work for his harm, but look what happened to him. God worked it all for his good and the good of of Jacob, his father, and the whole family. Israel would have been literally... Uh, They would all died had Joseph not been in Egypt. The famine was so, so terrible. So think about that story. How God behind the scenes was working everything just right for Joseph, for Jacob,
1: for all the family, every one of them.
0: And how they thrived and survived and grew and multiplied. Because God was working all things. You know, God did not send the famine. He just used it. God did not send that problem, but he's going to use it. All right, let's just keep keep going. I have a lot to t- to say to you and even show you something. So, here you're going through a storm, but God is calmly in heaven working it all out for you. He's the master of, the universe, working all things, it says, after the counsel of his own will. So let's let's pause a second. Let's pause. Let's stand in awe before him. You know, Isaiah chapter 40 says something really powerful about God. And I want you right now to just stop. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. And stand in awe before the one what well, it says, all nations before him are as nothing. All nations are as nothing. They're counted to him less than nothing and vanity, which means your problem is way below that. Your problem is nothing. I used to complain to Rex about all the trials I was going through years ago. He'd say, Benny, show me your hands. I see no nail prints. What are you complaining about? But I look at my life, I look at my life, and I see how the Lord has worked everything for my good. And there were times I didn't really see it that way. When I was attacked viciously, lied about, accused falsely. We, uh, that's just a part of life. That's just life. God uses all that for our good. And that is what the Bible says, and we need to believe that. So let's stand before him in awe and adoration uh, before the one who inhabits eternity. He controls everything, doesn't he? It says all nations are like nothing before him and counted less than nothing but the one who inhabits eternity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabits eternity whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, meaning God will lift you over that problem. With him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite one. So if you really want to be lifted higher where God is, humble yourself before the Lord. Thank him for the problem. You know, now that that may be tough, you know, but, Thank him that he's going to work it all out for you, whatever it is you're going through. That's a high form of praise when we praise him and don't understand why the thing is happening around us. We praise him for all things and thank him for all things. I remember a man of God telling me years ago, he said, Benny, if you praise God when things are going good, it means nothing to him. But when you praise him with all the trials around you, he loves it because you see, He sees that you trust him. You're praising him in the midst of all the storms you're going through. Isn't that what David did? Remember when he came to Zigglag? He began praising the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord his God, it says. And they wanted to kill him. Remember when the Amalekites came and took all the people and all the families out of Zigglag and burned the whole city? And David's men wanted to kill him because they were all discouraged and uh, in such such pain that their family was taken as captives. He encouraged himself in the Lord is God. He began praising when, when he didn't feel like it, but he did it. All things work together. And this is the thing about feeling. That man of God also said to me, he said, if you feel it, it doesn't mean a thing to God. It's when you don't feel it that it means something to you when you praise him and don't feel it that's a, that's a sacrifice of praise it's not a sacrifice if you feel it it's a sacrifice when you don't feel it it's not right there gentlemen when you don't feel it that's a, that's a sacrifice of praise because you're not feeling it and God is pleased by that Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me and to him at orders, his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. When you praise the Lord, he will fix it all up. The power of praise, the power of praise. Let's look, let's look at creation. You know, creation, it says, if you if you look at what, what what the people in the know say about nature, creation, they say everything is working together cooperating together it's like a beautiful perfect concert even the animals look look at the animals that are in the ocean that you're not supposed to eat biblically speaking you know that are not clean animals they 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 clean the oceans for us so we can eat the fish that's clean think about creation itself I was watching recently an incredible documentary on the salmon run. And Jackson was watching it with me. You know when the the salmon have that journey where they go back to where they were born, their own bodies, when they die, they actually nourish the land. Everything works together. Even the death of a salmon causes the trees in the West Coast to grow real high. Did you know that? Even the death of salmon up north in the northwest, I should say, I said northeast, in the northwest there by Seattle and by Vancouver, B.C., they go up the streams and they jump higher than some buildings to go back to that area where they were born. And when they die, their own dead bodies nourish the soils that cause the trees to grow so high. What an amazing God. Things work together for good. And think about you, Yudchen. So are you going through like a storm right now? I have a promise for you. Oh, I have a glorious promise for you from the Word of God. David said in Psalm 18, verse 16, He sent from above. He took me, he drew me out of many waters. The Lord is about to take out of many waters. Some through the water, some through the flood. (laughs) Some through the fire, but all through the blood. I was singing that yesterday. Some through great sorrows, but God gives a song in the night season and all the day long. (laughs) Do you know that song? In cherry green pastures, so sweet. Ah, God leads his dear children along. So some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood. Some through great sorrows, but God gives a song in the night season and all the day long. So if you're going through it, you need this message right now. It's working for your good, I promise you. I promise you. Because it's leading us all to our inheritance. So here's why Paul wrote these words in Romans 8, 1, Because he knew that God is in control. Uh, all things are under the control of the God of the universe. And number two, he knew that God desires our good. The will of God is good. It says that good will of God. You, you 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 all remember that old song? God is so good, God is so good, God is so good. He's so good to me. Yep. I'm sorry, but I'm singing a lot in these programs. <laughs> Something good is going to happen. I wish I had a, a an instrument here. Something good is going to happen to you. That's. Odo Roberts used to start his programs with something good is, and they would sing it, but he would always say it. But I'm going to sing it to you. Something good is going to happen to you. Why don't you lift your hands and accept it? Happen to you this very day. Something good is going to happen to you. Why? Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way. And thirdly, Paul knew. That no, not, a, not a hair can be touched on your head by the devil without God's permission. Yeah. I'm going to show you a picture right now, okay? Look at that picture of a plane that I was in that plane. I was in that plane you're, you're looking at. A Cessna, single engine. It crashed in 1983, Avon Park, Florida. And six of us came out of that plane you're looking at right now. Six of us. Not a scratch on my body. Now that happened, and I did not know God was working that for my good. You say, how that? Well, I saw how powerful God is. I saw that God can rescue me because I am called. And it's according to his purpose because it says, to them who are called. All things work for good to them that love God and are called. If you're called, no devil can touch you. And God is working not only with the called, but according to his purpose. So, it's about the elect, isn't it? Everything happens for one eternal purpose. That we would be transformed, conformed into the image of Jesus every trial, every problem in life. God is working it out for our good, that it will bring us to that place where we shall be like it. So all sufferings, all sorrows, all losses, all sickness, everything is working out for one purpose, that we would be conformed into the image of Jesus. Because we learn from it. We learn from it. We we, we we see God's hand in it. I was invited years ago to pray for a lady in Mexico who, he, who was on a wheelchair, had tumors all over her body. And I went to pray for her, and she said, Pastor Benny, before you pray for me, and she was crying. She said, I don't want to receive my my healing because she she said in my in my sickness i found the presence of jesus she said i don't want to be healed in case i lose the presence of the lord i got on my knees i said you pray for me and she laid hands on me on from her wheelchair with tumors all over her body and i want to tell you something i felt the presence of god there when that woman prayed for me i sensed the glory. His Lord's presence when she prayed for me. I'll never forget that. In Mexico City. She was weeping. She said, Pastor, don't pray for me. I found the presence of God in my disease. So even her disease revealed the presence of Jesus. All things work for good to them who love God. Called according to his purpose. So it doesn't work for those that, 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 that hate him. It doesn't work for the unbelievers. He can can repeat that promise or she can repeat that promise all day long. It's it's not going to work if they don't love Jesus. And loving Jesus is the key here. Because it says to them that love God. And to them who are the called, the called. Look, look, I love Jesus. I have loved him when he punished me. And I love Him when He punishes
1: me, and I love Him when He rebukes me.
0: I even love Him if He if He walks away and I don't even know He's there. When I went through my
1: trial years ago,
0: I looked up one day and said, "Lord, I will love You even if You send me to hell." I was weeping, saying that to Him. I told Paul Crouch that. He said, that's deep, Benny. I said, Paul, I mean it. I told the Lord, I said, I will love you even if you send me to hell. I will love you.
1: Why? Well, because we're chosen before the foundation of the world. I wanted Jesus to know how deeply I love him that I said that to him. And I mean every word of it.
0: I, I still mean it to this day. I have loved him no matter what. Because that love is in us by the Holy Spirit. So all things work together for good to them that love him, not hate him. Not get angry just because something goes wrong with their life. When God rebukes you, love him. When he punishes you, love him. When he walks away, love him. When, when he does things that or allows things to happen for your good, love him because you don't know he's working be behind the scenes just like he did for Jacob he did for Joseph and many saints in the old and new testament Elijah goes and says lord i'm 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 the only prophet that woman Jezebel wants to kill me think about a man who just called far from heaven getting so discouraged i mean 800 prophets were gone, dead. Not four, it was 800 prophets. There were four hundreds of the prophets of Baal, another 400 that, that actually had another idol. And one woman says, I'm going to kill you. And he runs for his life. He gets so discouraged, he says, Lord, I want to die. But all that worked for his good, because later what, what happened? God said, I've got a big job for you. I'm preparing you. And what happened? The chariot came and took him home, and he still not finished his job. One day he will come back and finish the job that began on that day. All things were for good. Because we are predestined. So it says to those who are called. Now, I've got to say something. How do you know you're called? How how does someone know he's called? Well, because, number one, your greatest and deepest longing, your greatest and deepest longing is to know Jesus. If you're not called, you don't have that longing. Your greatest longing is to please him. Not just to know, but to please him. Your greatest desire in life is to glorify him. Your greatest longing in life is to be with him. Only the called have these longings. in them, Even willing to pay the highest price if necessary. Our own life. Our own life. Stephen was willing and he died. He was martyred. Saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Think about a man who said, Lord, don't hold it. Don't hold this to their charge. They don't know what they're doing. And they were throwing rocks at him. And finally it says, according to his purpose, everything will work for good to them who love him, the called, and who are there according to his purpose, meaning 2 Timothy 1, verse 9, because it says very, very clearly that God is working in in all of us. Jesus, I give you praise. Jesus, I give you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our purpose. Sorry, not according to our our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. And what is it? To be conformed into the image of his son. To be conformed into the image, that's the whole purpose here. We have to see the the eternal purpose in, in, in all the problems we go through. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. So what is God's purpose? It says his purpose, I read that to you earlier, is that we might be transformed into the image of his son. That's the whole thing. That's the whole story. So everything you've gone through, everything you're going to go through. Yesterday I talked about these light afflictions are but for a moment from that same chapter 8 and verse 18. Light afflictions, Paul calls them, are just but but for a moment. It's just a, a passing shadow. All the promise of life, just like a passing shadow. Because God is working all things behind the scenes calmly for your good. And I want you to believe that. I do. For my life, I do. You know, I look back at my life, I see everything ordained. Every person I met in my life led me to where I am now. I met a lady named Molly Phillips. Through her, I met Tommy Reed. Through him, I met Ron House. Through him, I met Roy Harden, my father-in-law.
1: And through that, I married Suzanne.
0: And through that, we began OCC. And the crusades began. Everyone I met led me to the next place in my destiny. It wasn't all easy.
1: Now, things are not good in themselves sometimes.
0: But God works it out for our good. That, that plane crash was not good. And you know how it happened? Put that, put that uh, picture back, back on. My daddy passed away in, in 82. And I did not have a tie. Uh, sorry, my daddy didn't have, have a tie so they can put him in the casket. And the fellow that came to me at the funeral home said, your, your father needs, uh, we need to put a tie. So here, take, take my tie. I'm standing as we're lowering the casket into the ground. I felt a hand choking me. And the voice of the devil said to me, a year from now, you'll be with him. And I spoke out with hundreds of people around me at the gravesite. Devil, you're a liar! And they all looked at me like, what? Why did you say that? And, and, and April of the following year, that plane crash happened. The devil told me he's going to kill me. I'm sitting on that plane, and when I'm told the engine, uh, uh, the, the, there's no fuel, and the engine stopped, 11,000 feet up in the air, I began laughing, and I to this they don't know why. holy laughter hit me, and that plane was tumbling, hit a tree and doing this, and I'm laughing in the spirit and when that thing landed upside down, I came out of that that plane that you can see on the on the on the on the screen there, and I pulled the pilots out they were already. Outside half half of their body was out of the plane. And you see, there's no there's no front of it. The, the whole engine came off. The whole front of it came off. I pulled my wife out and R. C. Hill, was there, and his fiance at the time. Six people.
1: Not a scratch on my body.
0: I'm walking around laughing. And I thought, Lord, you didn't let the devil do what he wants. I learned a lot from that, that God Almighty, if you love him, if you're called, no devil can touch you.
1: No way. I don't know what you're going through now.
0: It's not going to touch you. Lift your hands and thank God it will not touch you. God is working it all out for your good because you love him and you're called and God will fulfill his purpose in your life. Father, in Jesus' name, let them know it. Let them know it now, that what they're going through is for their good and your glory. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, I pray this has been an encouragement to you. I pray this has blessed you. So will you now sow that seed? Come on. Let's sow it in joyfulness, in high expectation. That woman, that Shunammite woman said, all is well when her boy was dead. She came to Elisha, she said, all is well because she believed it's working for good. And then that boy was raised from the dead and later was used as a testimony to a wicked king. Remember when, when Elisha's servant was telling the story? Oh, that's the boy he raised from the dead. And he gave that woman back her property that they took from her. Remember the story when the famine came and she went to the uh, to the land of the Philistines and lost her house and lost her property? God was working for her good, wasn't it? That boy died. God raised him from the dead. And later, Elisha's servant is telling the king about it, who was a wicked king. And that wicked king gave her back all that she lost. All things are working for your good, in Jesus' name. All right, it's time to give to the Lord's work. I want you to give now in high faith and expectations. And sorry, I went a little overtime today, but it was good, and we need to hear it over and over and to be reminded of God's goodness. So you'll see now on the platform you're watching me on, you can go to our website, benihin.org or text it. Did you enjoy that gentleman here? Hallelujah. All things. Let's say, let's say, all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Much love to you. I'll see you tomorrow for another great day.
1: Bye-bye.